episode 155. Today's guest is Nadia Schmidt. We met with Nadia in Tallinn, Estonia in summer of 23 at Mind Valley Super Coach Experience. Nadia is a single mom of three from Germany. And on today's episode, she is sharing her incredible journey, navigating emotional challenges, fostering a positive home culture and rediscovering herself. Thank you for reviewing, downloading and subscribing to the podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and share this episode with one of your friends. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts to help spread the message and help single parents not only survive, but thrive. Enjoy this conversation with Nadia. Thank you to all the listeners out there and a special thank you to Parley G for leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Irina helps you not only survive but strive as a single parent. Divorce is a challenging journey made manifold more so when adding the responsibility of raising children. Irina Shehovtsov, a single mother herself, knows the struggles and challenges of this and brings compassion, warmth, and engaging style to single parent success stories host. In addition to very insightful solo episodes, her choices for guests are incredible, including experts on ADHD, holistic healing, and much more. She excels at establishing rapport with each one and asks thoughtful questions that encourage vulnerability and sharing actionable wisdom. I especially enjoyed her interview with Michelle Sun as she touched on the importance of teaching your kids self-confidence, finding the right balance between structure and flexibility, and owing your feelings, good and bad, something that, as I can attest to, is difficult when coming from an Asian immigrant background. Community and dialogue are so important when navigating the emotionally and oftentimes financially draining experience of parenting after divorce. Irina does a great job of encouraging this, and I highly recommend single parent success stories to any single parent who wants to not only survive but thrive when going through this journey. Thank you, Parliji, for this amazing review. If you like to be featured on the podcast, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to help this podcast be available worldwide. Did you know I host another podcast entitled Reclaim Your Life with Irina, where real people share extraordinary stories of overcoming life trials and experiencing transformative wake-up moments. Explore the intertwined dimensions of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Authentic conversations reveal how these individuals reclaim their lives, offering inspiration and empowerment. Discover the resilience of the human spirit and the path to true happiness. The whole idea behind the podcast is to bring back hope. No matter how dire the circumstances, it is still possible to change your life for the better. As I often say, you only one decision away from reclaiming your life. On the podcast, I interview individuals from all walks of life who had a transformative experience, a wake-up call that suddenly changed the trajectory of where their life was going. They realized however they were living wasn't working and they needed to make certain changes. I also share personal tools, tips and techniques and practices that I've used along my journey of reclaiming my life. If you have somebody in your life who needs a ray of hope, be sure to share this podcast with them. It is available on all the podcasting platforms as well as YouTube handle happiness academy underscore 
If you'd like to suggest a future topic for the podcast, please fill out feedback form located in episode notes. Guess what? We did it again on January 18, 2024. Soul Parent Book Volume 2 has been launched. It is here. In this, on December 9, 2022, Soul Parent Volume 1 was born. And now a short while, a little bit over a year later, we have created Volume 2. Dive into a collection of inspiring stories from incredible single parents and experts crafted to uplift, empower, and inspire. My story, entitled This Tool Could Save Your Life, unfolds a transformative experience that turned my life around, and I'm eager to share the journey with you. Let's break down barriers, embrace possibilities, and discover the greatness that life after breakup or divorce has to offer. All proceeds from sales go to the kinship charity, making your purchase a powerful contribution to a cause that spreads hope and support. Ready to be part of this incredible journey? Here's how. Click the link in episode notes to grab your copy on Amazon now. Share the love on all the socials by using hashtag SoulParentBookVolume2. Spread the word. Be the messenger of hope for those who need to hear those stories, who need hope and inspiration in their life. This is specifically for brand new single parents who found themselves in those shoes unwillingly, unknowingly, and there they are on this new frontier navigating this territory. Let's create a ripple effect of inspiration and support. Join me on this adventure and let's make Soul Parent Book Volume 2 a beacon of light for all. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. Today we have a special guest joining us from Munich, Germany. Her name is Nadia Schwind. She's a happy mom of three girls and master yourself coach. Welcome, Nadia. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah. So please share with us your story. How did you become a single mom? Was it a conscious decision? Was it an accident? What happened? Um, I think it's a little bit an unusual story in the sense of um, I have been a single mom forever. I mean, I have uh, three children, three girls. They all have the same father, but we never lived together. So um, that was like I grew into, you know, my job as a single mom. Um, that doesn't mean that I was always happy and it was not without struggle, but I don't know it in a different way, interesting way. So if you ask me if it was a conscious or unconscious decision, I guess it was an unconscious decision. Um, you know, why I have chosen um, him as a father for my children and uh, this kind of lifestyle, because it comes also with a lifestyle. Um, yeah, but so I have the three girls are 16, 13 and six. So 
for that many years. I have been, in that sense, a, a single mom. Yes. Oh, wow. Must have been tough, you know, handling everything by yourself. Um, actually, I always had a kind of help because I, I used to live uh, in China for 10 years and I gave birth to my first two children in China. And in China, it's uh, normal that you have like an eye, uh, a help. So when Sophia was about a year, I, I got like more full time helper. Um, so that was that was really helpful. And I would always recommend if it's possible in any way to have some help. If it's financially not possible, I don't know, to have, you know, a cooperation with friends or the grandparents. And then when I moved to Germany about 2015 and my third one uh, came here, um, I always had an au pair. And first it was actually because I wanted to keep the language uh, alive, the Chinese language. So I always had a, a Chinese au pair. But then it was like a forced child. And then I decided to go with different countries. Um, but it really made me a better mom to have the opportunity to have some separate time for myself and um, sometimes even go out. And um, especially, I think a lot of people, when they got separated, normally the kids have some father time as well. So we never had that. And also, especially for the moms, if they're separated and the kids have some uh, dad's time, really enjoy the time and appreciate it. it. It it comes a little bit like with an advantage of being single um, if the dad looks after because it, I think we need that. We need that uh, time out of being a mom. I mean, I always felt like the responsibility even if I'm at a workshop or I give a workshop, but um, yeah, with the help, it it made it much easier. But the emotional struggle was much more challenging for me, I think. Um, I feel like I every child, every girl brought a present for me, a little gift. So with my first child, with my first girl, um, I became a child again. So I was just like running around with her and climbing up the, I don't know how you call it, not the trees, but you know, wherever. So I was really like um, doing something what I might didn't have as a child as much. And then with the second one, I became a mom. And with the third one, I became a woman. And I, I really felt the difference, uh, you know, in the process of um, becoming a mom. And especially at the beginning, I think the emotional struggle was because, you know, there's no test, no driving license test, no um, mom's test, which you have to pass. And then you say, oh, you can do that. So it is like, um, I think a lot of moms don't know what, they have to expect with getting children because it is really uh, emotionally, it just, it can turn you around, especially when you have a teenager, I can say already. <laughs> um, no, but uh, it's, it, I think the emotional struggle because I was not probably mature enough. I was not ready enough uh, and, and how to handle that. So I think I also made a lot of mistakes. Um, sometimes I, I also asked for help for advice maybe from wiser woman than I was by then um I have for example one one, one example uh like if the the girls are really getting into a fight or they get really emotional and I did not know how to handle it I think in the earlier days I said like go to your room 
And that was not the right thing because then the room is connected to something negative. So what, what I learned in that time was like, okay, I need a time out now because I don't know how to handle it. So I should find my space maybe in my bedroom and say, okay, I need five or 10 minutes and just, you know, go and just come down. And then I come back into a situation, but I had to learn that. Um, and sometimes when they fight, I was really, it really got into me. Maybe it was because my parents uh, uh, fought a lot when I was small. So I got like remembered about that. But still, even today, if they fight, I can't handle that very well. It, um, I think it's important to have a good uh, fight culture at home. So, you know, in the family, it's much easier to develop that uh, fight culture than outside of the family. But um, there are certain things, uh, you know, which happen unexpected uh, i think you can't prepare to be a mom even mm. the more you, you the, the books you read the stories you hear it will just hit you during the years here and there and that you think oh my god you know yeah. it hits you like a tidal wave <laughs> yes yes actually it did a few a few times um and i really the biggest i think uh, challenge is the emotional uh, triggering what comes with children um, and how we react to it. That's right. Yeah. Well, I love how you said, like fighting etiquette. This is yes, how we fight, yes. and this is how we handle when we fight, and we need some time off. And I think yeah. it's good that you you show your kids' example. You know, when they have these big emotions, yes. the mommy needs a time out. You're also teaching them how they will handle it if something like that happens. Yeah, but giving themselves a little bit of space, a little bit of room, instead of making a rash decision or screaming, because screaming yes. just gets you aggravated and and it doesn't solve anything. They get aggravated, so yeah. now we're all broken and and, yes. and don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, it happened as well, right? It's not that it that didn't happen. Um, and what I thought was really interesting that I mean, the kids are like an upgrade from ourselves, right? So they are like the if I'm 3.0, they're probably 10.0 or something like that of me, my version. Um, especially my, my oldest, um, she became such a strong woman with, with young woman, yeah, with 16. And sometimes when we have an argument, she is stronger in the argumentation and, and just the way she is. And I'm, I'm really saying, oh my God, I mean, sometimes I'm this little child and she tell me what, not, not always, yeah, but we had a few situations like that. And, and it helped me to say, wow, I mean, it's great that she developed this characteristic and this ability, you know, to do that. But I felt in that moment, oh, I'm not in my adult me. So, okay, what do I need to really step into my adult me again? So, mm -hmm. um, and I thought it only happened when they were small, but now it actually happened all the time. And I don't know if you interview moms, they are, have older kids, like 20 or 30. I don't know if maybe it still happened, you know, um, in, in that age. So I think it, I don't know if it will ever stop. Um it's it's a growing process right and um i think it's to take it with humor at one point i mean in the situation it it was not that funny <laughs> i mean i'm sure you have uh, experience with that as well um but uh it's it's a learning process um and we we will never do it exactly right how the kids need it and want it uh, you know the, the human being on earth i think it's for growing experience so, but i don't know how did you handle 
things like that. What what is the the fighting etiquette? Isn't it a nice word? Fighting is really nice. You created it. Fighting etiquette. Oh, I just oh, got it from you. <laughs> no, I said like the fighting culture. I think a and culture. You, you changed it into yeah. So how is fighting um, in German? Is like Streitkultur. I don't know how it's how really it is the nice word to translate yeah. it. But um, how is it for you? I'm also kind of a mom of a teenager. I have a teenager and a nine-year-old, almost nine-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right, you know, about people getting aggravated and screaming and stuff. We don't have a fighting etiquette, but yeah, I I never, I, I'm not a screaming type of person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm also not screaming, but I think I raise my voice uh, and then... Um... Yeah, they know. <laughs> yeah, I, I also I leave I leave the room if if I I cannot handle it or I need time out. I go, yeah. I'll go I'll go outside, take some fresh air. Yeah, yeah. I think this is um, a good way to get out of the situation uh, because the the emotions heating up, right? Um, and um, and and because of I was for so many years like a, a more or less single mom, I thought a lot about um, because they are like mirrors to us. On one hand, they come here to make their own experience, but on the other hand, they show they each of them showed me so many sides of me, positive and negative things which are not unhealed, things I I healed already, and 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 I think that's the beauty. And I I think one advice I would also give is. I learned in the past few years is like to step away back from the emotional emotional um how you say detachment entanglement so, yeah yeah how you call it i'm sorry emotional entanglement yeah the emotional entanglement yes um and to step away back and really take a deep breath and see okay what is the responsibility and i live with a child and what is really uh, you know, my mirror, I look in and um, it shows me maybe where I can have a second look and, and see where I can have some more healing or why did I react like this? So that that was very interesting for me um, because I went with a roller coaster, right? Especially my, my, my oldest one, I think there's like a certain pattern, right? The, 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 the oldest one is like the role model and you go through everything. So the sandwich child has the sandwich child position, but you, you, you do, I, I, I have to say, I didn't go as much with her, but with the first one, I went up and down and up and down emotionally. And um, I mean, it helped a little bit, but not really at the end. So uh, when I learned really to step back and leave it with her and give her some advice and and also she doesn't want to have a coach which i had to learn as well because i have a lot of great advice and um but no she doesn't want she, she want to have just her mom she doesn't want to have some some i don't know wise recommendation and tips and and you know so that i had to learn as well um you know and also not always to be right and to say okay i was not right for example, or to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. And and I think that's also with the fighting etiquette uh, that we are able to. I'm sorry. I think it's pretty big, you know, getting not always trying to be right, but acknowledging when you, you made a mistake and when you should say, yes. I'm sorry. And yeah. saying that I'm sorry. So yeah. they are hearing it so that they can then learn themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we had some, we also had some dark times and and um if i look back probably i could say i am i'm probably have not handled it in the best way but we always 
handled it in the best way we know at the time and looking back it's it's always you know easy um and to to trust that it maybe also belong to their journey you know to grow with it and um so yeah i, I mean i i could go on and on and and, and tell you more about it <laughs> what i have learned in the in the in the motherhood um, but for example also in corona it was what I learned is like to have the home base. Often we as a woman, we are like the nurturing person, right? If we are in our female energy, then it's like the nurturing part. And we create the home base. So, um, and especially as, as, a, as a single mom, um, it's even more, right? That when the kids are with us and with me there all the time, it's like to... to to create this home base where they can feel feel safe but we only can do that if we are if we found the base in ourselves so that is like was also a journey to i was a little bit lost you know on in the 16 years i defined myself more about being a mom and not so much about a woman and what else you know and working um and i think it's one advice also i i always give to to other people is like you your, your the biggest responsibility is that you are a kind of happy and satisfied. I mean, happy is such an easy word. It's not just light and love and whatever. Yeah, it's really um, because if you're in a good place, it's the best place you can be a good mom for the children, be a good co-worker for your colleagues, be a good friend for your friends or a partner. And um, I did not know that at the beginning. So in the first three years, I was just be there for the kids you know when they make a mu i was just like jumping and i was like this little i don't know how you call it in, in german it's like clucker you know you have this bird and who has this you know very tight and and like controlling and whatever so yeah. i also helicopter mom yes 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 so i i was that as well so so you know all the cliches and all the stamps you know i i probably touched some of them to make the experience say yes it works no it doesn't work <laughs> so um so i don't know what what was your experience but if um it actually is really nice that you asked me that because i i i never really go back and think about you know like the process and the, the growing was in there and the where did i start and where i'm now i think wow fantastic you know I mean if I look back now but in between I think I was just like oh my god I mean this is the responsibility for your whole life I mean you can't give them up you can't do anything you know I mean that's it you have decided you said oh yes you want to be a mom and it must be so great and nice and to cuddle and when they grow up and it's it's that but it's a lot of other things I wanted to say shit but it's Maybe, yeah, it's really, it's a lot of struggles and difficult things are going on as well. And they come with a package, but when we don't read the contract book we signed, you know, to be a mom, we only see the nice things which come and actually it's a lot of things. But you said, going back to the single mom, sorry, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, especially I can picture, I don't know how it was for you, when you struggle with the emotional part of a separation and then you should be, strong for your children um i think that's a big challenge as well but i i had that because we are we are not together anymore um um so i don't know how it was for you for me you're so right you know about making the person yourself happy because then they can create that home base yeah uh, for me i was also i was just kind of a shell living an outside experience 
meanwhile being broken on the inside and operating on batteries. I called myself uh, a soldier who went to war that never ends. Because mm -hmm. you have to be on all the time. Yeah. Just performing mechanical things like my son was just born, so I, I was his food supply. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and that like kind of the saw that kept me going, everything else, I was not in it. I was out of it. I felt very really miserable on the inside. On the outside, yeah. everything looked fine. Yeah, I have a job, I have this and yeah. that. But inside, I wasn't really there. I wasn't really happy. I was living in this fog of unclarity uh, and uh, feeling not good enough, feeling broken, oftentimes yeah. having suicidal thoughts. And a breaking point came when I was standing on a train station and missing the train by a couple of minutes and breaking down and crying and asking myself, do we just come here to suffer? Mm -hmm. What's the point of this rushing anyway? Feeling rush, like rushing every day, getting closer to a death while not feeling alive. Yeah. And I decided I could no longer live like that. And so mm -hmm. that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> and I decided from that moment on, I wanted to change my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how yet, but however I was living wasn't really working because I wanted to have more energy for the kids. I felt like my best self went to work while my leftovers were for the kids. Yeah. And I wanted to shift that. So that's mm -hmm. when the change, making a decision of changing my life happened. But I can feel when you say that there was such a big shift in that moment, right? And sometimes yeah. we, uh, I think the challenge is if we go in this, this suffering mood, right? Because why did the relationship not work? Why I'm a single now? And often it comes with financial struggles, right? Emotional and financial struggles. Um, sometimes we go down the spiral quite a lot. And, and it's beautiful what you describe, right? To have this moment of where it, you know, you, you go up again. And um, sometimes we wait too long for that moment. Um, and it's difficult to catch the moment before and say, okay, what I'm doing now with my life, you know? So I'm a single mom now, you know, what is in there? What advantages? It's not just disadvantages. What advantages do I have? Yeah. But but not everyone is like just okay. Let's be a happy single mom, yeah. So it it it's interesting how you say that. The, really, the shift comes because even um, like I'm I'm a coach, and when people come to me, um, we often need this rock bottom situation, right, or this this reason of ten out of ten to go up again. And it's really beautiful when you when you say that. I can feel that it was such a a beautiful moment um, where. It's empowering right very empowering yeah 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 and you saw right oftentimes we take a long time to get there because you associate yourself i was someone else's mom i was someone else's spouse but who am i now so i had that question kind of a loss of identity yeah, yeah. and redefining who you are and picking up the pieces and figuring out what it is that you want yeah you know, creating new set of habits, new types of routines that now you're going to do by yourself on your own. And also figuring out what normal is because everywhere I looked, I saw complete families with mm -hmm. husband, wife and kids. And yeah. there I was this weird outlier. How, like, what am I going to do next? I wish I had a time machine that I can run in front and see what steps or what choices do I make now that are going to be beneficial down the road, but we can never... Yeah. No looking forward, we can only 
trace, you know, put the circles back together or the paint the path backwards, how everything kind of shifted. We can reflect, but we cannot predict. Yeah. But we can only create our future by being present in the now. And because mm-hmm. every single moment we're creating that future and the thoughts and ideas that we have and the values that we experience, they are going to determine what kind of life we have. So if we're stuck in the perpetual victim mode of regurgitating the past over and over again, oh, this person yeah. did this, why did I make that choice? We are not, how they say, the mind that created the problem will never is going to never create a solution. You have to change your mind to create something different. Yes. <laughs> so we, we need to have that kind of breakdown or disentanglement of pieces then to put ourselves back together again. And I actually discovered new things I didn't know I had as a result yes. of this. That's the beauty, right? We would, without a separation, <laughs> we would never experience that. Um, actually, uh, there was a... There was was a woman, and I think she she also spoke about um, that. Like, I have chosen to be a single mom, and when she said that, I was so angry at the beginning, right? Um, but if you see life, like you said, we the choices we 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 make for someone, or you know, a yes or no. And I I really love Joe Spencer, Dr. Joe Spencer. I was there last year, and it was also about the exactly what you said that the the thoughts create like the hologram we are here so whatever we decide and think we are and who we are today we can change you know we can at all time change to a new identity but it's not in the unconsciousness yeah so we have to bring it up to the conscious uh, mind and i think what you do is beautiful because i think you we bring also hope and the positive side or the advantages of what is in there if you if you separate it uh it comes also with some winnings, right? With some positive things, and um, mm-hmm. uh, so so that that's that's beautiful. What what I would love to add is also, um, if if two adults go separated ways uh, and they still stay in their parenthood, but not in a in a love relationship, there's always a lot of anger and hurt and whatever. So what what me what helped me a lot because I thought a lot about the relationship. Um, it there were enough things I could put my finger on, you know, the father and say whatever, but the peace, really the deep peace came when I took it back and thought about what was my part that that relationship did not work. And and that was actually shocking at the at the first moment because um I thought it's just him, you know, so of course. Um and how big my part in this was as well uh and who was i you know at that time and did i make a good partner did was i a good woman on his side and now looking back i would say it was right at the beginning it was right at the time but compared to today no i was not and uh and you know we were we were there to create this incredible beautiful children you know um and and I'm thankful for that, you know, because, and also he taught me so much. He was like the master of the universe for me, you know, because he, I grew on this whole story so much. And it's, it's a very different story, which I won't share now, maybe one day in a book, but, um, but it's, it's, we decided for that person to be the father of our children. And that means unconsciously, we decided to uh, be connected for the whole lifetime, you know, 
and finding peace, inner peace with with that person. It doesn't matter what what he did and whatever, because even if if the man did a lot of things, it's not about that. It's like we allowed it, right? We to do that. We we stayed maybe long enough in this relationship, and it's it's about to bring the peace and to um, how you say honor that he's the father of the children because we choose. And with that peace, I think the kids. Uh, feel that as well um, you know that there is like some peace between the parents even uh, if they are separated and because a lot of this emotional anger and it, it it doesn't do good I think it takes a while and some grief is also okay it's like when a person dies we need grief for some time and if a relationship goes separated ways I think it's also good to have some some grief um, and for me some melancholies you know, state that it did not work with the father of, of my three children. Um, and it comes with a lot of challenges for them as well. But um, so it's what we make out of the whole situation, right? I mean, I, I know a little bit your story and you did incredibly, right? And you started this and now you're there for the single parents. Uh, I don't know if it's like single moms or also single dads. All, all of them single all of them all of them yes. yes so and i mean you have probably heard so many stories already uh you know how people handle it and and uh it's i don't know what what was the from all the stories you hear so if i can ask you that from all the stories you hear uh what 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 did you take out the most from so many stories if if you um you know, it's, it's self-love and, you know, taking care of yourself first because that's the kind of person that shows up for others. Yeah. Uh, that's number one. Second thing is asking for help. Oftentimes we refrain from asking for help or we think we are weak somehow, but asking for help is important. And yeah. uh, how they say it takes a village to raise a child. So creating the kind of environment or having friends or having somebody in your circle kind of to lift you up so you you're not yeah. crashing down not waiting until last possible moment but asking for help sooner <laughs> so you're not depleted yeah uh, that, that kind of the, the two important pieces you know yeah. taking care of yourself taking care of your health yeah. all of your health emotional physical spiritual all kinds so yeah. that you feel whole you feel complete and yeah. then from that space then you can create something beautiful because if you are happy then your children are happy if you are miserable your children are miserable yes yeah that's and right creating that's right. new rituals uh, yeah. for yourself or with your family let's say you had a certain routine when there was a father in the picture or another a, a wife in the picture Mm -hmm. and creating something new new some kind of a different routine that kind of three of you of however many children <laughs> four of you can do together and kind of yeah. resetting that so those are uh, i cannot speak to co-parenting experience because uh, i call it my uh, spouse has his new family yeah so <laughs> <laughs> he, he he helps financially he helps child support but emotionally mentally he's not really here yeah so yeah. creating for people who have a great co-parenting relationship i have those on their on the podcast as well and they're beautiful how they communicate with each other and have that openness and uh high called communication should be with another spouse 
more logistical and not so much emotionally charged. So like mm. I'm picking up the kids at two or like, yeah. you know, those kind of communication as opposed to like, oh, you did this or like, this yeah. is how I feel. Kind of taking the emotion out of it and creating yeah. this plan because yeah, you, you said it yourself, we chose this partner to be the father of the children and it's a lifetime relationship and creating that kind of ease and communication and a safe home there was a lot of other kind of i had a lady who created a journal for uh, co-parents for the child to travel with so even though the parents are not together the yes. children has still have that family in their head because mm, that's beautiful. the emotions like the day-to-day -day stuff and it's like for little children like two yeah. three and maybe until eight years old mm -hmm. So this lady created this kind of journal uh, kind of to come document the day when the child is with the other pa parent what do they eat what do they do what do they think about mm -hmm. like like for adults like you journal you put your thoughts on the paper yes so i think yes. that was so beautiful and i i loved her for it the, this lady she created this thing it's called home sweet journal mm -hmm. and there were many others who shared you know about books they've written Yeah. how to process emotions for children as well mm -hmm. because oftentimes it's difficult to <clears throat> evoke those emotions or to yeah. articulate those yeah, yeah oh so yeah that's right and also from um, perspective i had men i had women yeah. share from all walks of life so it was an interesting kind of solutions for what worked for people what kind of challenges they face how they came out of those challenges but the main things is taking care of yourselves, mm. asking for help. I think that those are the two key lessons. If I have to summarize it all in yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. Yeah. No, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, I think also the, the, it's one side, like you said, the emotional part for the kids is another story, right? How they deal with it and how they, if they are more connected to the to the father or to the mother also from the uh, systemic way it's interesting you know like normally the oldest goes more to the to the dad and i could see it in our family who struggles most with that the father is not um in the picture how you how you called it before and um and also what what, what i thought i have learned because we think we do it right And sometimes we think we know how the father should do it. And I think it's to leave also, right, the relationship between the daughter and the father or the son and the father to them, even if we don't agree, it's it's his choice of parenting style. And if he's not available, not in the picture, it's still his choice, right? It's it's not, I can only be like a the mom for them, but I can't not substitute the dad. I had to learn that as well, right? So for that is also thing. And And it's really to do things what give you joy. Uh, it's, yeah, like, because, I mean, we are a little bit, you know, in this spiritual work where, where we have a high frequency, you attract much more with a high frequency with, you know, if you're happy, you, different things come to you, you know, so, and to, to find like this balance between um, the struggle of sport is something I, I always do, but, but I'm a person, I think everyone should just like, maybe to get it out the anger or yeah and also what is what is a challenge i've thought is um they only have me as a 
as a responsible person. So even the au pairs, they change every year. Normally they stay with us for one year and they can't never take 100% responsibility. And some of the, the little one, like I have a six-year-old, she's attached to them and they do things. But if it comes to struggles at school or with, I don't know, with boyfriends or with friends or whatever, um, sometimes the mom becomes uncool, right? I'm not a cool mom anymore. Um, so I have. I thought I'm always a cool mom, but uh, I have learned I'm not. So um, to have another person they can talk to, it's it's another challenge. Uh, I think you know in that sense because often the balance comes that they have another person to go to if it's not if it's a difficult time with the mom. Sometimes they tend to be a little bit more with the dad. But I don't know how is it with your boys. But it's like the so there's no new partner in my life where they they could yeah so it's having this one person and if this is not cool at the moment then they still need to to have another adult figure or i don't know what is your experience with that so that yeah. i experience in my family as well the, the sisters sometimes talk with each other which is quite nice because they are like 16 and 13 uh-huh. um, but i don't know how it was for you yeah like having another sounding board yeah so how was it for you i oftentimes because i think we are the the parent the single parent children show us the good the bad and the ugly yeah you have one personality out in public but you get to see everything you get to see the meltdowns you get to see mm. the screaming you get to see yeah. like every the whole spectrum of emotion and just like you said we want to create the safe space for them and sometimes yeah. You have to seek within yourself. What do they what do they need most right now? Do they mm-hmm. need like when they scream or when they have a meltdown, do they just need a hug? Yeah. Instead of a coach or instead or somebody screaming back at them because they are so overwhelmed by their own emotions, they cannot handle it. So they are looking for you as a safe harbor, yeah. you know, to come and show you this. And how do you react to that? Do you kind of yeah keep your cool and you know mm. give them the hug that they need even though yeah. they're screaming and they want to fight <laughs> so that they can can calm down I, yeah. I don't have like my mom helps me with my kids mm. but they oftentimes they they'll still call, come to me <laughs> with with a negative or positive or whatever they, yeah there is nobody yeah. else to <clears throat> yeah to, to talk to yes yeah yeah so but but it's also um a growing process right uh, how to deal with themselves uh, to find by themselves a person they can relay on and, and and talk or um and i i always felt like i don't know how to put it in the english word it's like they they i don't own them it's like i'm there to guide them you know so and and to, i think it's also to take the time to see who they are, what characteristics they have, what, um, I mean, they're all bringing a, a little story with them, right? So how, if it's the first, the second, the third, um, what relationship I had, how much time I had with them, what are, what are the characteristics, what are the, they're so, it's, if we really take the time to see them and it's like this not to see them with the eyes to really feel them and we we are incredibly good in really knowing what to do in that time if we really clean up all our 
S C yeah, yeah, S C I T, you know, the the bad word. If we really clean it up. So I don't want to clean up that. our own garbage. Yes, the garbage. Yeah, that's a good one. If if we really clean it up and 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 grow in that and and find the time to to really see them, there's so much beauty in these children, right? And what they teach us and who they become in this world. And and to it's it's not so much about we are broken and we are our self-confidence and self-love. Yeah, I mean it, it comes to that, but it's not about that, it's really to step back and, and don't take all that personal and really step into this adulthood and take responsibility. And we can, we can, I mean, you changed your life, what I know about you. I mean, you made a beautiful life also out of what happened to you or, you know, how life happens to you. But um, it's, it's a beauty to see these children, how they, I mean, come to this world and then how they grow up, the struggles they have and and the joy and the, I don't know, it's there's a deep beauty in that as well. If we really, you know, take the time, take a, take a deep breath and and don't take everything so incredible seriously. Um, I mean, of course, if we struggle financially and emotionally, it's difficult, but sometimes we really put the trauma on it as well so uh it's it's to see the advantages and the growing potential and i think that that's really important you're right you're right what do you think is the most important trait to instill in a child that was an interesting because when we when we had our first uh, talk you asked me that and immediately uh, the answer came uh just out of a situation as well maybe for the past few um months I think the most important for, for me at the moment is that we give the, the children the trust they always can come back home. So no matter what they have done, no matter how crazy they went or how far they you know went from us, it's it's that they, they have this home base uh, and they are welcomed. Uh, I, I always say to my kids, the worst thing that could happen if that I'm I'm angry and maybe I just raise my voice, but that's the worst thing what could really happen. So no matter what you do, you you can always come home, even later. You I will always have an open door. And I spoke with my oldest daughter about it yesterday, uh, and and she said, "Oh, mom, that's that's interesting. You know, did you say that? Uh, because it's especially if we have." as kids struggle on an emotional side and, and outside, it, it feels like a safe place we always can go. And, and um, it would be actually a very interesting episode yesterday when I spoke to her, to have her with me and you ask about how actually, what would be a good advice from kids, you know, when you have a teenager mm -hmm. and how did they feel growing up in a single parent household? And what would be, what would they wish you know um because it's so interesting to see the other side as well of course um, so... and i do i do I, I i would love to have her if if she's open to that sure yeah i, I asked her but I, yesterday it just came when we were in the car and i thought it would be really interesting to um to hear it from a teenager she, she's quite mature um and, and a really strong beautiful young woman and to how how would she describe it from her side, uh, you know? Um, what would she have needed and things? But she agreed in that sense uh, because kindness and whatever, of course, you know, we, we, we try to give. But if it's 
if it comes really to struggle moments for the kids, uh, what is the most important to me is really that they can come home. You know, there will always be a hug and a warm meal and uh, and a roof and 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 you know whatever they need. So that I would say it's for me the most important to, yeah, that they have to trust they can come back home. It's beautiful. Yeah, totally. Thank you. <laughs> What is it for you? I I wanted to ask you what's for you. Maybe you have answered that already in one of the. For, for me, is to for them to have self belief in themselves, no matter what happens, to have that trust, to listen to their inner voice. Yeah. My greatest thing is like when I'm no longer around that they can take care of themselves. Mm. <laughs> that that's a kind of uh, you know, yeah. kindness. Yeah. Be, being respectful and. But yeah, believe in self, I think, is the most important. Yeah. I mean, I want to be uh, 96, so I'm uh, going to be 48 in, in September. So I still have a lot of years around. And by then, hopefully, they will be old enough and grown up to <laughs> look after themselves. But it's, yeah, it's true, the self-believing thing. Actually, there's a big thing in, in the teenager time with TikTok and Instagram and compare with others is, is a big thing, right? Believing in themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What kind, of, what kind of advice can you share for single parents? What has been big for you mm -hmm. and what do you wish others to know? Um, one of the big things is really find peace with, uh, with a partner. That makes a big thing because otherwise it's like eating you inside up. Um, that's one thing. Um. I mean, it's it, it, in, in, I don't know what's the English word, but the personal development, it's it's something which is, it, it, it comes with children. Um, it, it started when, uh, I think when I, I, I asked myself when I was a, uh, a child, uh, why am I me and not you? So, and that, that question, you know, stayed for a long time with me. And when Sophia was born, I had her in my arms and I think it kicked something in uh, that I really started to ask questions because when I became a mom, I questioned a lot of things about my mom and my relationship. So I think one of the biggest is to reflect, really reflect um, what is in there for you. What can you learn from the situation? And um, also, why have you chosen this partner and why it did not work out? Because otherwise you end up with the same type of man, maybe, you know, in the next relationship. Um, and to I think it's a beautiful way to get to know yourself better. Um, it's a hard way, but I think use this opportunity to get to know yourself better, your values, what you want in life and, and, and work hard on you and reflect. And I know it's a bit hard at the beginning and a bit really exhausting, but once you have started, it's, it's beautiful. Open up for new opportunities for new people and all the advantages which come with being single, mom or dad. Yes, that I would say. You're totally right, you know, about using the time to discover about yourself. Because oftentimes you just flow through life. It's yes, going, or in the misery it's okay. or in the drama. It's not, it's not bad enough for me to worry about. And then yes. when something happens, when some disaster happens, then you start rediscovering. Then you yeah. start asking the question. Then you start doing something about it. But yeah. if everything is fine, you have your family, you, you just 
go yeah. to work, do your thing, come back, do, do it over again the next day yes. without ever questioning. I mean, one big thing is, of course, the financial thing, right? The financial struggle. So I, uh, I don't know how your, um, the people you interviewed, but I think the financial independency, uh, it's 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 a big thing. Um, I would to every woman in the world, I would say, look for the emotional and financial independency. Uh, you know that that will make life much easier. So, but um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Thank you. Oh, we had almost an hour already. It's incredible. I could go on and on. Sorry. <laughs> what what has been, what is your number one uh, self-care routine? What can you not live without? Actually, I mean, it's it's really, it's like a reflection every day. I reflect automatically now um, mm -hmm. when I have situation or I, I check into my emotional state um but it, it took a while so i the meditation i love I, I mean i love dr joe Dispenza meditation because it's like coming home and my body immediately remembers everything so it helps me to go in a in a state uh, something i didn't i haven't done for a while but i would love to is get up early have the time for you do meditation and start a day like this that i would advise but I don't follow it at the moment by myself, but I would love to go back in that uh, routine. But it's it's about a, really a constant reflection of who I am, who I want to be, what identity I have now, and what identity, where I do I want to go. So that's, it's really something I I do every day now, every day, every single day. Yeah, that's beautiful. And you're so right, it's so freeing when you do that you get to imagine your life you get to unburden yeah your garbage and yes. clear yeah. it up do some brainwashing yes and have some vision as well right where you want to go i mean yes. i i love the, the the mystical and the spiritual and whatever so for me it's like uh because like when clients come to me i can see it on a different level uh, i have like um and knowing from from another i don't know how you call it in, in english um how i observe is not like the 3d is the rational and i i just love that so i would love to explore that and that makes me so happy so um everyone has something which just enlighten you right and and raise the frequency and and things like that so but it's also reflecting okay where am i now what do i feel when i speak to you and uh, you know how do i feel when i speak to my children and what information i get from and so it's i don't know what's yours actually mine singing i cannot really? live without oh, singing that's beautiful so how how long you do that per per day or is it is it every day yeah 10 minutes or more and of course, I do meditation and I do walking and uh, other things like journaling and imagining yeah. and all that stuff as well. But I say singing is something I cannot live without. That is beautiful. Okay. And this is a new thing I discovered after becoming a single parent. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That's interesting. That's beautiful. Yeah. What, what kind of music you sing? Oh, anything besides rap and heavy metal. So, okay, open. Okay. Different languages: English, yeah. Italian, French, Spanish, okay. Russian. You name. Yeah. 
Ah, that's beautiful. I mean, I know I'm not that musical person, but, but the, the girls play piano and they sing. And it always makes me happy if they do that. Yeah. In the morning when I make breakfast and they practice the, the, um, the piano, it brings such a joy. That's right. So I think even singing, if you sing by yourself, must bring a lot of joy to yeah. the whole system and the water frequency in our body, right? I guess. Yeah. I, I say do something every day that sets your soul on fire yeah 10 minutes i don't know about every day that's that's quite a challenge but i will i take that from my life as well okay i will set a challenge for myself to set my like every day i have something to set your life on fire did you say your soul your soul soul, or your soul your soul on fire okay yes that i take with me thank you yeah is there anything I haven't asked that you like to share? No, I think um good, good. No, it's I think we have, we covered a lot. <laughs> um no, it's awesome. just enjoy also being a single mom, right? Yeah. It comes L- look at positives, not just the negatives. Yes. And also at one point start to date again. Yeah, and and really celebrate uh, being a female, being a woman. Um, I think that I would, it, no matter how old you are, I think uh, end of 40s is a beautiful age. So for going out, meet new people and, and really feel as a, you know, the, the feminine energy and being a woman again, that we should not forget when yeah. we are trapped in the being a mom. So right. All right. Yes. If people like to connect with you or learn more about you, where would they go? Actually, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. My, my strongest is LinkedIn. It's like a, I feel very comfortable. Um, I like to write posts about life and wisdom, which I gained through my life. Um, that would be probably the easiest way to um, to connect. Yes. Awesome. Which is my name. If they just Google Nadia Schwind, then it will it will come up. Awesome. We'll include everything in episode notes. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your wisdom. And I really love Thank talking you. to you. I think we can talk for hours, but we're going to yes. respect, <laughs> respect the time. <laughs> yes. And thank have you for inviting again. me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You. No, it's actually, it's an interesting topic also to, to um, rethink. And, and thank you for doing this work to encourage also the the single parents of enjoying life yes yeah yeah thank you okay thank you very much if you like this episode please share with somebody who would benefit you can leave comments topic suggestions and add your reviews on apple podcasts it also helps greatly when you download the episode If you feel lost, emotionally hurt after divorce and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love, Mindset and Support for Relationships, where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again. Because life after divorce is possible and can even be great. If no one told you today, I want you to know that I love you and believe in you because you are limitless.